Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Grief Girl. I am Dr. Sinead Gilbert. And I am Kiara Sinead. And we're your hosts. For Girl Talk, that heals. Hey, Sierra. Hey. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, my God. We have been on what? Um, Summer break. This has been a summer yeah. break. <laughs> so been all um, really about um, a month, probably a little over a month. Yeah, because we we took a COVID break and then we started back, um, and then for for a couple of episodes and then we took a summer break. So yeah, it's been mm-hmm. a, just a little over a month, which I think is necessary. And I remember one day, and and we should, we actually should discuss this. First of all, the podcast is. I don't think it's a lot of work, but it does require some commitment, especially when you are in a position where you're trying to help someone. We're not here to entertain. That's a, we we don't have an Correct. entertainment mm-hmm. podcast. So we we have a, mm-hmm. a heart for service, and we truly want to uplift people and encourage them. And you have to be in a particular headspace when you take on mm-hmm. that type of role. So it's like you know we mm-hmm. have to be. Um, as encouraging as we can be personally when we, you know, come before people. So I think for me personally, I needed that break because um, I'm very guarded when it comes to my spirit and my space and, you know, Mm -hmm. allowing my energy to be receptive to people and in a position Mm -hmm. where I can actually shine a light and I don't show up in darkness. So I um, I needed that break to rejuvenate, to refresh. Um, I did some reading and Mm -hmm. um, some speaking. So I got involved. Um, I think to recharge my spirit so that I'm not pouring mm-hmm. for an empty cup is what we like to say, you know? So it was very right. necessary. And you and I had this discussion one day um, when, cause when we first started the podcast, we were very um, committed. So we all, we make sure we showed up every week. And I remember feeling bad the first time that I wanted to cancel and your response mm-hmm. was we're human. You know, so we can't mm-hmm. expect to be on, you know, 100 every week. So I think uh-uh. you giving us that um, space to, or that grace, I'll call it, to be human was important. And I want our, our listeners to understand that when you commit to anything, make sure you're honest about 
um, your capabilities and self-care. We talk about self-care all the time. And, oh, my gosh. I've and, been and we, so great with that. Yeah. yeah, and see, we like to think self-care is about going to get a manicure and a pedicure and a massage, but sometimes self-care mm-hmm. means just saying, no, I can't do that. And and without right. giving a long explanation and, a um, you know, writing a dissertation, I just don't want to. I need a break. And sometimes self-care is a simple no. Right, and I think that's what we had to do. A, a simple no, and it's okay to just sit and do nothing sometimes. Yes, because I know with me, one, one another area that I need to work on with me is how to shut my brain off. I have not mastered how to shut or turn my brain off because I'm always thinking. When I lay mm-hmm. down and go to sleep, I don't reach the deepest level of sleep. I know I don't really? because mm-hmm. I go to I go, I know I don't I go to bed thinking about tomorrow mm-hmm. um, or what I got to do that week. Like I am a planner, I'm a future planner. So if something is at the back of my mind and I'm like, oh, how am I do this? Or what mm-hmm. if I do it this way? Or I want like I need to learn how to turn my brain off. Yeah. Or turn my thinking up. I don't think that's the right terminology, but I hear people using it. But I don't. I don't. I haven't mastered that yet. So I want to do some brain exercises and some meditation, more meditation, meditation mm-hmm. to help with that. Because I'm like, man, I I'm always thinking. I'm always right. thinking, and I'm like, I don't know how to turn it off. It's not that I I can't. I just don't know how. So I mm-hmm. need to train my brain on how to do that. I'm I'm actually the same way and one of my downfalls is that I'm a researcher. So if if I if I have a thought, I immediately pick up my phone and start researching like how to do it, mm-hmm. um what has been done in the past, what steps I need to take. Mm-hmm. And that happens to me a lot at night. So what I started doing, especially during COVID, um as a part of my personal self-care and me just trying to come out better than I did um, when I went into this pandemic is that I've uh-huh. cut off, like I set an alarm on my um, phone where it tells me uh-huh. that it's bedtime. And once it's bedtime, my phone um, is disabled or it goes to sleep, I believe, where um, it silences all my phone calls, text messages, all of my notifications. And I have forced myself not to pick up my phone. And I've been so tempted. It was very, it was very hard for me at first, because I'm like you, I lie in bed at night, and I have all these thoughts and these visions and Mm -hmm. these ideas. Mm -hmm. And I want to know how to get it done, like right that moment. So it's not a make a note and then pick it up tomorrow. No, I want to know from start Mm -hmm. to finish two o'clock in the morning how can I get this done and I realized that it was adding to what you just described that exhaustion because I would wake up extremely tired and it's because I never actually mm-hmm. went to sleep right and Apple yeah, Watch I, know, I don't, I know, I don't know. I, do you have an Apple yeah. Watch Apple Watch actually I turned it off because I no, I, I just I was not excited about the results but it measures your sleep where it can determine, mm. I'm, I'm assuming it's based on your heart rate that it monitors to determine when you go into a deep sleep. And I never mm. met that mark. So I actually turned mine off. I probably should turn it back on. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it, it was evidence that, girl, you are not getting a good night's sleep. And I, I paid for my, you know, just fogginess throughout the day. 
not fresh thought not because that, I was exhausted. I was listening. Um, I was listening to. Uh, okay, so I get these emails. Have you ever received the emails where you have to watch a thirty minute, um, thirty to thirty to forty minute video? If the title of the email piques your curiosity. You would right. sit there and watch the 30 to 45 minute video uh-uh. just for them to get. You never watched it? I've done it twice. Mm-mm. And so, really? this particular one, mm-hmm, I've done it two different times. This particular one, I forgot the name of the, um, the, the supplement, but he's a doctor, he's a nutritionist, and he teaches at the University of. And mm-hmm. he was stating that here he, he, he was doing meal plans and making dietary decisions and, and for his clients and stuff. And he started um, going through mood swings and gaining weight and not just waking mm-hmm. up tired. He said um, when he hooked himself up to a machine, he never, I think it's REM 4? Yeah. I think that's the uh-huh. it is REM. Okay. He said he never, ever reached. Um, REM 4, uh, or or the one right before that. He said never. He said that's why he woke up so tired. He said, and that that has a big, um, uh, a big, um, what is the word I'm trying to use? That that has a lot to do with gaining weight. That has mm-hmm. a lot to do with fatigue. That has yep. a lot to do with other issues like heart issues and things of that nature that you wouldn't think of. I was like, hmm. So I was like, man. So I, I um I was going to order the supplements, but I get so sidetracked that I hadn't mm-hmm. had time to do so. And he said, what this does is it helps you fall into a deeper sleep. And also it helps with your um ability to want to snack all the time. Or, you know, really? how sometimes mm-hmm. you're not hungry, you don't want a meal, you just want to snack. You just want to mm-hmm. snack, 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 snack. Which is not good. This, yeah, this helps with all of that. So I went on course. I've been going to YouTube because YouTube got videos for everything, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I found some reviews on it, and people um have been pleased with it. So I'm, I bookmarked it. I have to go back to it. But back to what you were say, uh, saying with the sleep is um that's something that um I I don't know when the the last time I've had a good deep sleep. I've had a good deep sleep. I just don't remember when it was. For me, and, it would be in the daytime. Know, when I, I have my naps, those usually turn into some of my best sleep. I have to be actually to a point of exhaustion. And oh, wow. it's either I'm exhausted. Naps? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I take naps. See, maybe I need to start back taking naps. I, I haven't taken a nap and I don't know when. Oh, I have to, especially recently. So, uh, again, another good thing that has happened for me during COVID is that I started exercising. But um, I've been forcing myself to get up in the morning and go walking. Mm -hmm. And one of my challenges Mm -hmm. originally when I first started was that I would be tired or I'm like, I want to sleep. So I challenged myself to go ahead and get in my exercise. And if I needed to take a nap afterwards or later in the day, mm-hmm. I gave myself room to do that. So that's actually what has been mm. happening for me. So I'll get up in the morning and exercise. And then sometimes, sometimes I need a nap. Some days I don't. But the days that I mm. do, it's some of my best sleep. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so my, I, I think I it's a matter of finding what works for you. That's true. That's true. Maybe I need to, uh, well, see, the thing is, the summer would have been the best time to do, well, 
I have dozed off, but I didn't consider that a nap. So I guess I guess it was a nap. I don't have time to take naps when I'm like in a school building because we right. get out late and you know. But I guess the summer would be the time to do that or spring break. My neighbor and I we started um, walking Memorial Day weekend, so we only take uh, Sundays and Wednesdays off. Like today we couldn't go because it was raining this morning. So mm-hmm. we walked the subdivision um, twice, which gives us two and a half miles. And um, and a lot of days we don't feel like getting out there because we start six fifteen in the morning, and now oh, we're really? pushing it back to six thirty because it's still dark now. Dark. It wasn't dark yeah. at first, but I guess the time is about to change in a few months, so it's starting to you know adjust itself. So we're pushing it back fifteen minutes to six thirty. Um, so we don't feel like it. She'd be like, okay. Um, I told I told her, I said, you know, she's over 50, and I'm approaching 50. So I'm like, I said, one of my trainers said we need to do inter, um, interval training, you know. So we do light post to light post. We jog from light post to light post, and then you walk. Every time you get to a light post, you jog. And so oh, that's some good. Days we do it. Uh-huh, that's what he told me to do that. He said if you can't jog all the way. Mix it in, we're walking. And so that's how we do it. Um, when, we, when we approach a light post, we jog. We jog from light post to light post, and then we'll walk. And then the next one, we'll jog again. So now we're kind of mastered it where we'll start jogging, which light post we'll start jogging at, <laughs> and which light post we'll stop at or whatever. But my point mm-hmm. is we, we encourage one another. Because it's a lot of mornings we be we drag we like oh right but let's get this over with you know and and we and you feel better afterwards walk. don't you it's, yeah you do I'm a yeah. morning I like working out in the morning versus the afternoon and we've mastered the walk in like forty minutes we're back in our mm-hmm. homes at seven a.m. you know yeah. we're both back See, that in our part homes I like. at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that yeah, so what, you what we're missing is one it. of those and I think what mentioning, which we've discussed in previous episodes, is during this difficult time, we will not for any second minimize the severity of the days that we're living in. We have people who are Mm -hmm. losing family members. I mean, people around us are actually dying. People have lost jobs and homes, you know, relationships that are ending. You have ongoing health issues. And then there's just the anxiety of not knowing what's going on. And, you know, it can, it is definitely life-changing, I think, what we're dealing with. And we're all waiting to go back to normalcy or a normal period that I personally don't think is ever going to happen. I think things are going to change for us going forward. However, Mm -hmm. during these Mm -hmm. difficult times, you have to challenge yourself to find the joy in the moment or what can you be grateful for or what personal changes. And it doesn't have to be something major. It can just be something Mm -hmm. small to help you get through this, this time period, something that you may have been wanting to do that you didn't have time to do, like read a book. I started reading more. I didn't have time before. So it's small things Mm -hmm. that I think we've, we've, if if you're smart, that you'll just take advantage of some of the downtime. And if you're stressed out, when I first started walking, this was years ago, um, it was a, it was my therapist who suggested that I get outside because at the time I was walking in inside the house on a treadmill and she suggested that I get outside the house so that I can be mm-hmm. out in the elements and talked about right. the therapy that takes place because you're outside breathing in fresh air and it worked. 
So it's small mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. that we can make, especially now that, you know, if those of us who are practicing social distancing and we're following the guidelines and staying home and not visiting people, there are side, there are, there are real side effects to that, to being stuck in the house all the time. That's true. To being told to quarantine true. or stay at home does not mean to stay locked in your house. You can actually get out if you can, you know, to your neighborhood, mm-hmm. to if not a local park, because a lot of the parks are even closed, but even a trail. Um, there's just so right. many different things you can do to get out, to get some fresh air, to improve your mental and emotional health. And that's what happened to me. I'm like, I need to get out the house. Like I'm I'm tired mm-hmm. of looking at my husband and my son. I need to see other people. <laughs> if it's just walking past somebody on the street and waving hi, I got a lot of joy out of that. It's just nice to see somebody else other than the people that's in, right. in the house True. with me. So, you know, you really True. have to find little things that work to help you get through this difficult time. And even if it's just True. trying to reimagine what life will look like afterwards or some of the goals that you would like to achieve, if not now, at least afterwards, give yourself something to look forward to. And I think that's important. Right. right. Yeah. Which ties into the topic for. Yes. Which is a good you know? one. Huh? Uh, uh. So we're talking about going back to school. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if I'm sure anyone who has listened to our show, one, you know that Shanae is an educator. So we do a lot of talking about school and um, education. And I think the landscape of our educational system, one, I think COVID has exposed every hole that is in our education <laughs> system. We probably, we Ooh, knew it existed. We probably didn't want to fess up to it. We didn't want to face it. We didn't want to recognize it. We didn't want to call it what it really is. But one thing COVID has done is exposed all of the gaps in our, especially our public school system. So this whole Mm -hmm. um, back to school routine that we're in the midst of, Jesus, girl. Mm -hmm. I, um, it's so, I'm, I'm a parent and, um, my husband is an educator, so I'm and I'm heavily mm-hmm. involved um, in my son's school more than I ever thought I would be. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I've learned a lot. I mean, I've learned so much over the past because he's only he he's going to the second grade, and I've learned so much about education, the needs, and mm-hmm. um, just things I never knew existed. Because of course. Um, like most things in life, you view life through your ex- your personal experience and the lens that you mm-hmm. have access to. But what happens when you become involved, you start to meet other people whose experiences are a lot different than yours. Their needs are different right. than yours. So it, it just opened my eyes to so much. So I'm so glad that we're having this discussion. One, because um, I think we've discussed in the past the to have empathy, that we have to view the world outside of ourselves. When we talk about community, mm-hmm. we're talking about your neighbors, you know, the kids that your 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 child plays football with and other youth sports and the kids at the church, the kids that you run into at the um, grocery store, your coworkers, you know, the girls in the hair salon, the nail salon, we have to right. start think of ourselves as a community so that we're concerned mm-hmm. about people other because than everybody is not, everybody is not okay everybody no. is not okay 
and we have to be concerned so, about other people. Right. Mhm. Mhm. Because my principal made a good point. She said, "Y'all, you know, be mindful. Everything is about empathy. Be empathetic." She said, "Be mindful when you when you passing." Or see one of your coworkers because you know they had us in the building. We've been working mm-hmm. from home now since last Thursday. Okay, I'm not gonna get into that, but we reported mm-hmm. to the building Monday through Wednesday, and um, she said, you know, smile because you don't know what someone is going through. She said at the yes. beginning of COVID, we knew nobody who had it. She said, but I bet mm-hmm. you know somebody now. I mm-hmm. said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure do know somebody who yep. had it, and more, you know, or people that have had it. She said, so everybody's not okay. So make it a habit to smile or, or say, hey, how you doing? Or, hey, just a simple hi. She said, because you never know that the simplest things in life can brighten someone's day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that, that is true. That is yeah, true. And, and the anxiety of feeling. Great. Yes. And, and too, oh, I want to talk about the anxiety of, oh, it's just a matter of time before I get it. Because I had that issue because I, I, I shared with uh, my close friends that I went to a doctor's. It actually wasn't a doctor's appointment. I had to go to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription because they have been failing at my mail order prescriptions. Okay, so I had to go into the pharmacy last week. When I tell you I almost had a panic attack, the thought mm-hmm. of going, I'm not a um, panicky person. I'm not, that's, that's mm-hmm. not my normal, you know. That's not that's not a normal character trait for me. Cool when it comes to um, stress, stress situations, mm-hmm. I'll say. But um, I was terrified because I kept thinking, okay, it's just a matter of time before it happens to me. And then uh, amongst mm-hmm. my family, I'm probably the 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 um, I have the highest risk, so I'm the last person that needs to get it. So mm-hmm. I, I was just so anxious and I actually had to talk myself through the pharmacy and it was mm. so I when I and I kept saying to myself if I feel this way I can only imagine how some of our educators may feel because everyone isn't healthy everyone isn't you That's know right. they, we all don't have the best circumstances at home That's you know right. we have we have teachers who have kids I mean we have all these different scenarios and there has to be some anxiety attached to this decision that oh my god I have to go into this building where I'm putting myself at risk. I might have parents at right. home that I have to return to, you know, a spouse. We have people who have, you know, who have survived cancer and now we have to, you know, That's take right. our germs back to them. So there are just so right. many risk factors. So I'm glad that we're having this discussion today. And we do have a special guest who's going to join us. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll go ahead and start our discussion for tonight, which we're going to talk about to school reimagined, what this new school year will look like and how our educational system may possibly change going forward. So you're tuned in to the Good Greek Girl Show, and we'll be back right after this message.
You're listening to the Good Grief Girl Show on Blog Talk Radio. Before we went to break, here and I were discussing uh, what we did while on break, and it led into our discussion of this COVID 19, how it has impacted our lives, how it has affected our lives or our daily routine, and things of that nature. And we have a big, big, great discussion um, here for this evening titled Back to School Reimagined. Back to School Reimagined. Who's our guest this evening here? Uh, we have Ms. Aaliyah Brown, who is a, is a public school counselor. She has over 32 years um, where she's been employed with Atlanta Public Schools. Um, I have worked personally her well not as an employee but as a parent and I love her spirit Miss Brown has 20 years experience as a school counselor which is so important I think for not just our discussion today but I love her spirit always um, a cheerful face a bright energy and I think it was important for us to include her in today's discussion um, Miss Brown ha- it comes from a family of educators which I think speaks to her commitment to the severity or the importance of the role that education plays in our lives. So, Ms. Brown, are you here on the Good Grief Girl Show? Yes, I am. Hi, ladies. Hey. How are you? Hello, Ms. Brown. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Hi. Oh, I love you. <laughs> So thank you so much for accepting our invitation to join us today. Um, this is a very good conversation. What we try to do honor. here, yeah. So what we try to do here at the Good Grief Girl Show is talk about, of course, important and serious discussions or topics. Mm-hmm. But we try to, mm-hmm. of course, our personalities play a role in, you know, the lightheartedness that you'll often find on our episodes. But we want to make these conversations easy to have or easier to have, I'll say. And we like Mm -hmm. to talk from our personal experience, of course, but it's always great to have guests with us who are attached to whatever it is that we're discussing. And I think you're a great role model, Ms. Brown. So tell us a little bit about your personal and professional um, experience and how it has definitely, I would imagine, shifted during the pandemic. So it's so interesting. I was really enjoying your conversation before I came on because everything that you were talking about 
I have spent quite a bit of time learning about and actually preaching and doing conferences mm-hmm. on, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to mindfulness and self-care. So for the past four years, I have been traveling and doing conferences and practicing self-care. So mm-hmm. as I was listening to you all, I was glad to hear that you had taken the time to really uh, engage in those practices during this time of uh, COVID. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I have been practicing throughout uh, since we've been out of school since March, making sure that, to be honest with you, I'm I'm exercising two to three hours per day, if not more. Really? I was very Ooh. focused. Yes, well, ma'am. On, I was Joe. very focused come on. on. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 ladies, look, I was doing effect fitness with my husband downstairs today, and he was more winded than I was. <laughs> and he said, oh, I... <laughs> It was funny, but anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, personally, I really adjusted well. And mm-hmm. I'll say this, you know, everyone's situation is different. I have mm-hmm. two adult children, so I have no children in my home. They have their mm-hmm. own homes. And fortunately, they both were working, have been working from home. So I haven't been worried about their own safety. I am somewhat introverted. So being at home and doing things around the house, and catching mm-hmm. up on Netflix shows and things like that. And like you said, reading books, that's something mm-hmm. that I've enjoyed all throughout the summer. And then also I've spent a ton of money because now that I'm in my home and I'm seeing things in my home and spending more time mm-hmm. here, I'm actually buying more things for the house, uh-huh. and, you know, working on projects yep. here. But it's, it's things yep. that had to be done anyway, so it was the time to do it. Uh, as far as professionally, I kind of felt like we were going to be returning to the virtual classroom Mm -hmm. Uh, as the numbers continue to climb throughout the summer, Mm -hmm. and especially in Fulton County, I just felt like I I didn't see us returning to school, or we may have gone into the hybrid model. So I've been Mm -hmm. doing a lot of research this summer on the virtual classroom, how to engage children more on the computers, and so I've taken some classes, and, and, and I've done some research and even created many virtual classrooms to share with students. So I've been kind of anticipating and preparing for that. Mm-hmm. That's great. When you talk about self-care, because I think self-care is one of those um, buzzwords that we hear often, mm-hmm. and I love how we each shared how we care for ourselves, which it actually shows how it is different for each person and not, it's not different for each person. Your needs change. Like some of the things that I, Mm -hmm. the things that I needed at the start of COVID, I don't need now because I'm, I'm actually more comfortable now than I was at the very start. So I'm a little more comfortable Mm -hmm. now getting out, um, getting out the house, walking, for the first, I think two or three weeks, we were so paranoid. We didn't want to leave the house at all. So it's important when we talk about self-care that you not just um, create a plan that works for you, that you even create one that allows yourself to be flexible, that, you know, your needs will change. You know, some days self-care is about lying in bed, you know, for, for an extra two hours or, like you said, watching Netflix. 
you know, I've, I've watched mm-hmm. probably more TV than I've probably did in the last 10 years, I think, because I, I haven't, right. I just didn't, didn't, I wasn't interested or I didn't have time, but you know, it's little things mm-hmm. like that. You just have to do what works for you. Oh, and one thing I want to mention, I have become a little mini Martha Stewart, so I've taken up gardening. Um, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's one other little thing that I've started, but you really have to do, um, you know, find out what works for you when it comes to self-care. There isn't a, a wrong way to do it. So I love that we, we've actually discussed that and we've each shared how we're caring for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. And it's funny you said that here because I think a lot of people have planted gardens this year. Mm-hmm. Um so many people have when I when you go to Home Depot, especially when they started opening the stores back up, Home right. Depot and Lowe's was packed, and yes. the things were just they were selling out because everyone was doing things in their yards and building their gardens. Mm-hmm. Even even my husband built a chicken coop over the summer. We had twelve what? chickens. No, oh, wow. Wow. that's too much. What? <laughs> wow, he's to have his own age. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you gonna be selling eggs soon? Nah, he's those he's determined he's gonna keep his eggs. So it seems like we're gonna have a lot of eggs though with twelve chickens. Right, right. <laughs> oh, wow. I may have to share with you all. <laughs> but that's great though. That's a- a good activity and that's one of those things that especially this happened with me when I started gardening that you don't realize you know how you you don't realize you need something until you actually start doing it and I'm like I never knew that I needed this and it actually helped me with my morning routine because now I need to get up in the morning to water the flowers so and it it became my time alone because I'm awake before everyone else wakes up and the the early mornings, the sky just looks different. The air smells different. So it became something that was extremely um, um, enjoyable for me, and I didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've, yeah. heard, I've heard that gardening. Um, I've heard when, when when people tend to garden, it's um it's a it's a type of soothing. Um, feeling they get mm-hmm. their hands touch the dirt, the earth, and cultivating that and planting and and all of that. They they said it's a, a soothing feeling. It calms them. Mm-hmm. They call it. And therapy. you know, plants are living therapy. things, and they yeah, and plants are living things, and they actually respond. And you can see them when they perk up during the sun, how they close up um, when it starts to rain to actually protect themselves. I've noticed all of this in the past two months from my from my little garden exercise, I'm like, wow, it's pretty amazing. Cause of course we we tend to think of living things as ourselves, you know, as a human. Right. Not not recognizing that plants are living things and they have their own ecosystem. So it's 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 actually very intriguing to watch how they operate. So I've I've enjoyed that. So that's my little Martha Stewart mm. moment for anyone that wants to take up gardening. Yeah. <laughs> Have you have you enjoyed the fruits of your labor? I have. Oh no, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm thinking after the oh, summer. Oh yeah, Yeah, not yet. No. Mm-hmm. I'm hmm. sure you'll enjoy. I that. may I may get into it few uh, probably next year because I want to start growing like my own aloe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and one more other plant. But, yeah, because I've never had a green thumb. So that's something that I'm willing to try out. Yeah. And I didn't either, Sinead. Prior to this, I didn't. I did a lot of reading. And, of course, you know, there's a YouTube for everything. I keep I, – there has to be a YouTube for a brain surgery because surgery, I swear everything is on YouTube. But um, so just that I've been true. on YouTube, and I, that's how I learned. And I'm like, okay, it works. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I think people have developed a lot of craft and ideas mm-hmm. during this break. I know people who are making T-shirts, who are making jewelry, who are doing just a variety of things, creative things that they've come up with during this time just to be active. Right. And, and it's equally important if, if yes, yeah, starting businesses, writing books, and I think I want to make sure mm-hmm. that we mention that it's equally important for you if you can't do any of those things that it's okay if you can't start a new business for some people the goal is to get out alive I'm not trying to get out with a new business um losing 15 pounds I may very well gain 15 pounds whatever it is I think it's important that we all survive and again when we talk about self-care it's about doing what works for you in this moment Mm -hmm. what is best for you for some days Having a hot meal is survival. That was enough. That was right. self-care. I made sure that I had a meal today. I made sure I took a shower. You know, so, right. I mean, whatever it, it is for you, there is not a right or wrong way. It doesn't have to be something big and grand. It can be something extremely small. So we do want to make sure yeah, that we true. continue to make that note that you have to do what's best for you. Because I think um, there is some pressure to do things a certain way, that there is a right way. Because we talk about this, especially when it comes to grief, that there there's this perception that there's a right way to grieve, that there's um, mm-hmm. there's only one way to grieve. No, do it your way, whatever works for you. Understanding that what mm-hmm. works for you this week can apply two or three weeks from now. Or you may have mm-hmm. to go back that we're doing previously. So we want to make sure that um, our listeners understand that you have to give yourself grace to tend to your current need, whatever it may be. True enough. Yeah. Um, so we've been, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just about to lead into it as well, because oh, when okay. you talk about grief, I told you that this is a great topic because it is a huge change for mm-hmm. our students and teachers and parents. Um, and to some, it's a loss because they may feel like they're losing out on social interaction or mm-hmm. that one-on-one um, attention or just that feel of belonging with your peers or in that environment. So um, this is indeed an adjustment for a lot. Um, not for me because, you know, I work from home. I taught online for 10 years, so I, I'm in my element. I, I mm-hmm. it quick <laughs> before my <laughs> coworkers or my colleagues who were used to going into the building for 20, uh, 10, well, some of them are newer. So 10 plus years of their lives, they're like, what do we do? You know, um, how, how long am I supposed to be on the computer? Or how long, like they were all over the place, you know. And so you have parents now, as you've seen, that are protesting. Um, some signs say my living room is not for Zoom. Um, they think that their child belongs in a face-to-face environment and um, 
you know, they want to see the data. You know, it's just a big mess because I'm like, okay, parents have their opinions, but what about the people who teach them? What about us? You know, it's just a a big stern part. It's like a, a big cycle. Everyone needs one another to do their job, but you have to meet in the middle because you're saying they belong in the classroom. Well, you have to remember some teachers have their elderly family members living with them. Some teachers yeah. have underlying mm-hmm. health issues. Some teachers, you know, it's just, it's, it's uh-uh. it, it, to me, it's too soon to be back in the building. That stuff is airborne. You People can't even track what they had for lunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. You need to go back three weeks. How can you go back three weeks to track who you've been around? You don't know. We, we right. pass people by wherever we're going, and we don't know them necessarily. So it's like, no, it's too soon. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. It's too soon to be back in the building. Yep. I, I, you on I that. agree with you on that. I, I do think that once school starts and we have children that are in the classroom, that mm-hmm. we're going to start seeing spikes in numbers, and we're going to start right. hearing about schools being affected. And then next That's thing right. you know, everybody's going to go back into shutdown mode. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that, yes, because that it's worries like, okay, too. So, so if a child um, test, should test positive, does that particular one class or the, the six classes that the student has, because I'm in middle school, I, does all, do all of those classes have to quarantine for 14 days? Or are you going to shut down the entire school because you don't know who that student come in contact with? It's like, no. So, exactly. yes, I think I'm in Cobb County. So I think Cobb County, I think the superintendent, he talked about that in his kickoff um, speech Friday. He was like, I've been called every name in the book, he said. But yesterday, which would have been Thursday, because um, we had the kickoff meeting on Friday, he said, somebody called me the devil. He wow. Said, I'll take that. He said, you could call me many more devils. He said, we make our decisions on data. And they get it from the Cobb and Douglas Health, um, Public Health. And he stated, he said, we have 113,000 students in this school system. He said the math only um, protects so much, guys. It really doesn't mm-hmm. protect that, that much, but it's, it's a barrier of some sort. He said if a person, if the particles that leave a person's mouth go into the air, you have 15 minutes um, for it. Something dealing with 15 minutes. He said, who wants to put, I'm not putting students and teachers through that. Mm-hmm. Said, I can't even tell you what I had to, for lunch the uh, previous day, and I'm supposed to track it back three weeks. He said no. He said no. call me every name in the book. He said no. We made a decision to push push the start date back and to start um, online. He said just makes sense. It and does. I'm like, Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. I think you and, know what? I, they're not gonna make everybody happy because if they had decided to open up school and have full school you're going to have a a number of people who are going to be upset about that so they're not going to be able to please everyone that's true no not at all but i don't even think teachers they had us going back well the plan still is as of today they always say as of today because the plan steadily changes they wanted us to teach from our classroom so we we were going, we reported back to the building Monday through Wednesday, but something happened, and we mm. would see the late 
um, late email stating that as of now you will be working remotely from home. So even going on going to the building to teach from my classrooms is a waste of time to me. I'm like, no. I mean, because we're still in the building with is a hundred and something faculty members. Really? Right. You're going to pass by one another okay. at some point. It, you, it is stuff to be in the building already. You just don't know. Mm-mm. It's extremely that risky. And I think when it comes to the data and making the decision, the risk, when you weigh the risk, even if you make the wrong decision, at least you're making that decision. The goal is to save a life. So that if I had an issue with those who are against, um, a lot of the virtual learning or taking being extremely safe with wearing masks. And even if we mm-hmm. find out that the mask was a waste of time, at least mm-hmm. we attempted to save a life versus us not mm-hmm. wearing masks or, or everyone, you know, going back to school. And then, you know, we have kids getting sick and parents and teachers start to drop dead. You know, why take that risk? Why right. not, you know, err so on the Ms. side Brown, of life? Right. Uh-huh. So, Ms. Brown, what would you say to teachers? What advice would you give to help teachers, you know, amplify their voices as the school year begins? Because a lot of teachers have felt slighted, like they didn't have a say. So what I would say to teachers, I, I, we, this is interesting because we had a virtual faculty meeting the night after our superintendent spoke. And Mm -hmm. we had some teachers, especially those who have children that are really Mm -hmm. feeling this because they're wondering how they're going to be engaged all day long on the computer with children when they have their own children sitting right next to them that they're having to help them with their, their learning. And one in particular, she has a baby and two children, and so Mm. I watched the different meltdowns. I uh, watched, you know, we all tried to comfort one another, and fortunately for us, for Atlanta Public Schools, I don't know how the other districts are doing things, but they're willing to allow teachers who have children to not report to work and still be paid because they understand that those teachers are not going to be able to serve the children Mm -hmm. well when they have background and other things going on Mm -hmm. behind them. And so they have for the teachers, or if you have senior, you know, at home or some other things going on that you really can't work, they will pay you for that, which is good. And so we were telling the teachers, take advantage of that. What other district is doing something like that? You go ahead and take advantage. You teach your children who are home with you. You take care of your babies. And mm-hmm. when it's time for us to, to where we can return or something different happens, then they can reevaluate that. So we were able mm-hmm. to comfort mm-hmm. those on that, in that faculty meeting and give them some suggestions. Many of them don't want to give up their classes. They want to come back in and teach. But you got to weigh family mm-hmm. first, and then you got to look at those that you're having to teach. And it's true because in the spring we had teachers who had to stop and pause because the kids were talking in the background, or you know, so they weren't mm-hmm. able to deliver the best lessons too. And so, and you know, there's other suggestions too. So I have talked and comforted a lot of teachers in the past couple of weeks who were 
trying to figure out how this is going to look for them and, and try to advise them. And uh, they've got to do what's best for them. It goes back right. to self-care, what's mm-hmm. best for you. Yeah, you gotta get you got to get paid. Now, if you're in a situation where right. you don't have those options like APS has, Look, I went on. Uh, do you are you all familiar with the Next Door app? Yes, yes, yeah. It's a community app. So I was on Next Door the other day, and there are huge areas on there where people are offering to tutor children at home. Mm-hmm. Some people yep. have set up socially distanced uh, areas in their basement or had a trailer in their yard, yep. and they're creating classrooms. And these parents are starting to get together in small groups and come up with creative ways where they can continue to go to work and then have someone to help their children get through their schooling during mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. You know, even one group of five yeah, parents got that. together mm-hmm. and one day a week they would stay home with the children while the other parents went to work and they were rotating it. They're gonna, their plan is to rotate it during the week. I thought mm-hmm. that was a really uh-huh. great idea. I saw that on the news. You're mm-hmm. living, yeah, it's a, and, and you all would not believe the numbers. I mean, I sat for a couple of hours and just read through just all that they had posted, retired teachers, uh, tutors, nurses who want to keep little babies for mm. parents while they're at work. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about there's there are ways out there. You got to yeah. be. You got to go out there. You got to communicate with people. You mm-hmm. got to talk to others. You have That's to share true. what's going on with you. And then sometimes you can find out from others that you share with some much needed information that could be beneficial to you. Yes. And whatever you're experiencing, you more than likely are not alone. Whatever your circumstances Definitely. are, as, as soon as you communicate it, you'll start to realize that you'll start to connect with everyone who has or or people who have similar needs as you. So now that's how you mm-hmm. can create these little co-ops. And I think that's why it's important to not strive to go back to what it used to be. A lot of times we are stressed out because things aren't returning to quote unquote normal when actually Mm -hmm. the universe is trying to push us into this new normal. And I think what you're, what you're describing is what's happening. That's, that's our new normal. Now we have these, these smaller classroom sizes that we've all been desiring. The teacher may not look mm-hmm. like we expected it to look or may not be who we anticipated it being, but that's where we're moving towards. You know, and I think it has to become this concerted effort between our educational system and corporate America and the other um, industries that our, that our parents and teachers and spouses work Um, those industries that they work in, there has to be this concerted effort now where we're actually working together. And that, again, is a part of that community effort where we have to pull our resources so that we can now educate our kids because um, one parent may need to go to work at night or we have um, parents who are essential workers. Mm being that now teaching is an essential worker. So, you know, we have we have to be concerned with each other and our needs. And you brought up a very good point, Ms. Brown, that I think is important to communicate what those needs are so that the help that right. you need or the gaps that need to be filled, they can be filled. But you have to communicate what your needs are. Right. 
Mm-hmm. You're right. so right about that. Is that I mean, are there any discussions? Go ahead. Are there any um, discussions that you think parents should be having to kind of gauge where their ki- their children are, um, how they're handling some maybe some conversations that we should be having to prepare our children for the, the change that they're actually living through? So for those children who will be home, and this is so important, especially after watching what occurred during the spring, Mm -hmm. there need to be expectations put in place. And the kids need to understand that this is still school, just like they're walking into the building every day for school. That is what they're going to be doing each day. And the expectation is to be engaged, complete the work, Ask for assistance if you need assistance. Now, one of my coworkers just told me today that her four-year-old is starting pre-K today, and I said, how are you going to, you know, how, what's your plan for teaching and for your baby to learn? She said that her daughter is going to have a backpack. When they get up in the morning, they're going to sit and eat breakfast. Her daughter's going to put on her backpack with her lunch in her backpack. She's going to walk over to her area that's set up in her bedroom for learning, unpack Mm -hmm. her book bag, put it on the back of her chair, log in to who she's supposed to be meeting with, and be engaged in her lessons all during the time that she's online. Mm -hmm. At lunchtime, she's going to pull out her lunchbox. She's going to sit and eat her lunch. And then afterwards, whatever needs to be done, she's going to complete it. And she is the mother, when she gets offline, she's going to go check and make sure her child has done all of her work, go back over it with her, help Mm -hmm. her with anything that maybe may need assistance with, and then help her prep for the next day. So it's about Mm. parents talking to kids about expectations, helping them to set goals for the day and for the school year, and um, making sure that they're on a schedule. Get up in the morning, get dressed, eat your breakfast, go get online. If parents are not there to help them, then to make Mm -hmm. sure that they're printing their schedule, especially for the middle and high, printing their schedules Mm -hmm. out, having copies of their schedules so they can pop in and maybe visit the class just to make sure that, you know, everybody's on the same page. But parents are going to have to be more engaged with their students Mm -hmm. and then help them build set their goals and their expectations. Because you all, back in the spring, I'm telling you, we saw children, they missed classes because they overslept. They were laying mm-hmm. in the bed while they were trying to, you know, be online yeah. with their oh, teachers. Yes, yes. Yeah. They, they were under the bed. trying to get up on my end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, saw, I had to tell children to go get dressed that they were inappropriately dressed, go get dressed and come back to the session, you know. So it's about setting up a a schedule and making sure that they understand that they are in school and they need to get the work done so that they can move forward into the next grade level. So I've been preaching that a lot with parents, making sure that they get their, you know, have them up, get them up at 7, have them eat their breakfast and be online at 8 o'clock. Because this Mm -hmm. year, it's going to look a lot different. The kids are going to be online 
for four to five hours a day. They're going to have breakout right. sessions, small group sessions. So if some some of the way that the schedule looks, I'm kind of excited because these kids really have an opportunity to meet in small groups with, you mm-hmm. know, the teachers and certified staff. And I'm kind of interested in seeing how this is going to look because I, I saw the schedule today and it really looks like a doable schedule where these children can grow and thrive if it's done right. So Yeah, that that is, I love those suggestions. I'm personally going to implement these because I'm one of the parents who did slack. Um, I was extremely concerned about my son's um, emotional health because he was, mm-hmm. he, he responded, he actually was a little terrified when, cause he, he, he viewed, or I will say he explained COVID as a thing that you could maybe not see, but him being someone who loved to go outside and play, we could not get him out to leave the house. He, he mm-hmm. thought that outside our four walls, there was coronavirus. So well, he started out calling it coronavirus. At some point, he moved to its scientific name, and now it's COVID-19. <laughs> but he um, he kept saying, he's like, no, I can't go, because I tried to get him to go outside. And he was like, no, coronavirus is out there. So that's how he yeah. viewed it. So I became extremely concerned about his emotional health, so I did not for school upon him or scheduling. So we've been trying to prepare him over the last few weeks, realizing, you know, trying to, you know, make him understand that school is about to start. It will be a lot mm-hmm. different, you know, because when we first started the conversation, he's like, oh, I'm going back to school, thinking he's going back to the school building. But I love the suggestion of the book bag because that's one of his, his, um, big expectations every school year because his birthday is over the summer, he always gets a new book bag for his um, birthday gift. So I love that I now, and he did receive one this year, so I'm going to use that um, as one of our ideas now to motivate him to, you know, make that transition that you're actually starting school. So I love those are great Mm -hmm. suggestions. And I understand back in March, the way that we were sent home abruptly, and mm-hmm. we right. heard about this horrible yucky bug that yep. I was right. concerned was the mental health of not only our children but their the people who their parents because yes. so many were losing their jobs and there was a lot of things happening within the home due to the virus so that mm-hmm. was why the schools said that they weren't going to grade the children and just ask us to try to engage them as much as possible. But, of course, right. expectations were the same then because that was our number one concern. I was mm-hmm. online every day doing lunch connections and private sessions with parents, with children, and there were a lot of fears. And so now that I know that we're not, we can socially distance and they're able to, you know, socialize more with their peers and get out of the house, but cautiously, I'm the their fear should not be as great as they were back then. And it's, right. it's still we still have to teach them how we practice social distancing and then in mm-hmm. the event when we do go back in the building, they still are going to have to learn how to manage that. But we gotta tell them it's back to business as usual because we you've got to learn. We're trying to prepare you for life. 
And education yeah. is very important. So we're going to make sure that you are receiving your good education, but in the safety of your home. And so as long as they understand that, that I'm in school, but I'm safe here in my house right now, I think they will be better able to adjust and get back into, you know, the school school business. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I love and, it. And, and, I, love, and I, I shared that, I, that idea about the book bag because I think that's good, too, because when they do go back to school, they'll already have been getting up at 7, 7 o'clock, 730, uh, eating breakfast, and so it won't be such a change for them, and also going to bed on time at night. So mm-hmm. that you know they get are able to get up in the morning because I'm I'm telling you the kids they were going staying up all night long then too tired to get on and you know I understand mm-hmm. because we just really didn't have a well implemented plan right but I think mm-hmm. things are different now yeah, and this could sure. possibly <laughs> become the new the new norm for us you know and I'm I'm with you too Kira because I don't think things are going to go completely back to the way they Mm-mm. were. No. I think this is just no. that that adjustment that we're having in life, and we're we're just having to adapt and move with that. And mm-hmm. I think for the most part, many of us are faring well as far as the the mental health of our children. I will share this that back in the spring, all of the it it split my clients, the ones that were dependent on me to serve them for you know extra support, they flipped on me. So all of the extroverted students, they were the ones that were having the breakdowns at home. All of the right. children who were so used to being at school and socializing with their friends, they were struggling at home. And they would come online with me and just like, Miss Brown, I just want to be with my friends. And then my yeah. introverted kids that were struggling in in school, the ones who were coming to see me, who were having social skills issues, who were having, you know, just a variety of problems in school, were so happy to be home. I would tell yeah. me, they, oh, I'm so glad that we don't have to go to school. And they were getting online daily, and they were completely at work, and they were like, they were like, That's I right. love this. I don't ever want to go back mm-hmm. to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so it was just This so was great, Miss Brown. This was great. Yeah. You guys call me anytime you want to. I'd be glad to come and join you. We sure will, because this was I a great will. discussion. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it, you all. I am very um devoted <laughs> to mm-hmm. working with children. I love working with children more than I like working with adults sometimes. Oh, yeah, and I can I believe have it. Missed, I have missed working one-on-one and in and, and close proximity with children, but I have developed some great plans to engage them online when school starts. I really had a lot going on in, in, in the spring to the point where parents were calling me and asking me if I could do some things with the kids over the summer, which I didn't mind doing because I knew they needed the support. And because of the fact that they reached out to me and said that they felt like I had done a good job with their kids, it was an honor to continue working with them. So, um, yeah, I spent this summer just really looking at how I can further improve and work on this virtual learning because I just feel like we're going to be, Engaged in this for a while. Mm-hmm. 
And that is good. But, You've given um, some great tips here today. I know for me personally yeah. as a parent, and I'm sure for a lot of our listeners, they can take a lot of what we've discussed here and find ways to apply those changes to their personal lives. Even though even the um yeah. Listeners who aren't parents, who may not have school age children, it's still information that's important to know for the reason that we talked earlier about community and the need for us to practice empathy. So be concerned about your neighbors who are preparing for school or your coworkers who have to sit on call with you all day and they may you know, respond differently because now school has opened and um, they can't yeah, perform the way that they used to. So it's important. You don't have to be a parent or um, someone heavily involved in the educational system for it to affect you. I think it's probably the one thing in our community that affects us all, whether you're, you know, realize it or not, the state of your community's education, it matters. It impacts you. Mm-hmm. So this is I think that's one of the reasons this discussion was important to have is because we can each find how how this rollout will affect our personal lives. So it's important. Um, I love that we had this discussion. We're happy that you joined us, Ms. Brown. We will definitely um, reach out to you in future in the future episodes. <laughs> To have you on, it may yes. not necessarily be about education. I mean, you're a little flojo right. over there, so we might want to talk about <laughs> exercise. <so. laughs> right. I would love to. Matter of fact, I went back and listened to a couple of your previous podcasts, uh-huh. and I like how you you banter off of one another, and you we just, do. It's like this conversation, and so but it's, it's been like a struggle during COVID because. But it's been a struggle for us because we're usually together in the studio. So um, Uh that was one of our challenges when we started social distancing. Okay, we have to learn to not talk over one another. And it's easier when we're together. We have that, um, you know, we can feed off each other's energy. But we actually, God put us together. We have great personalities and we balance each other very well because we're, if we're honest, we're two totally different people. And, well, of course, mm-hmm. we, we all are totally different people. But anyway, we have two totally different personalities. So it's great that we are able to, our chemistry, I will, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on the show, but we really do have great mm-hmm. chemistry. So um, <laughs> I can tell. I can so, tell. So, I yeah. So, well, thank you for that. We appreciate that um, impromptu view on the Good Grief Girl show. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I tell you, I would definitely get some, I know some people who would enjoy listening, so I definitely uh-huh. would put the word out. Yes, we'll be sure we'll advertise this podcast. show. Yeah. So that's good. Yay. And any guests that you mm-hmm. think will be good on the show, make sure you um, shoot that over to us also, because we're growing. Um, we love what we do. Yeah. Again, but like we said at the top of the show, we're here to serve. We want to offer um, our listeners some hope comes to different areas uh-huh. of grief that we're dealing with. Oftentimes we talk about grief that that we are experiencing and we don't recognize it or identify it as grief. We talk about relationships uh-huh. and um, how those affect us. Changes in the workplace, I think this is something that we'll definitely focus more on because I think a lot of our community and listeners are experiencing ch- changes in the workplace. So um, uh-huh. Sinead is always 
um, make sure that she reminds us that grief is any change or loss. I think at some point now we're all experiencing some form of change or, or mm-hmm. loss. So it's important to discuss the grief that, that you know, that responds to that. So this is a very good. Yeah. yeah. So this mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. So any I would have to remarks, with, go ahead. I would, I was going to say, I would have to agree with you on the definition of the grief. When I'm mm-hmm. doing my grief counseling sessions, a lot of times they're just, they're sessions from divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, domestic violence in the in the family. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, death of you know death. I had a child who watched his puppy being run over, and it just oh. traumatized him for the longest. Mm. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I kept him in that group for like two years. It bothered him so much. So you're right. Grief is is very it's broad, but it's mm-hmm. faced with some type of loss, some type of loss in your life. So, mm-hmm. Yes, definitely, and I do focus a lot on that too because, of course, you know, with our families, there's always some changes that are taking place. Yeah, That's right. Mm-hmm. And we don't always talk about it, and because it's just it's the it's an expected part of life, we we kind of brush it off as you know, oh, you'll be okay, you'll get over it. You know, life goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find another spouse. You know, you can get another right. man or a woman. You know, in the case of the dog, you can get another dog. You know, it's just not that simple. So that's why it's important to discuss what it is we're dealing with and what we're feeling so that we can move forward in a healthy manner. And for many of us, a lot faster, because now we're we're led to feel comfortable discussing how we actually feel. So that's... um, Definitely one of the goals of the of our platform that we have is to offer people hope and make it um I don't think grief is something that we can ever become comfortable necessarily with, but we should um embrace it for well, we learn the how reality. To manage it. We learn how to yeah. manage it. Mm-hmm. We learn how to manage it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We learn how to manage exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a good show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So, Ms. Brown, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have any contact information that you would like to share with our listeners, your social media handles, any way that they can follow you to keep an update on what you have going on? Do you put out tips or something like that? No, I really no. haven't. I, I am. Yeah, I am on. Look, I'm I'm on some social media uh, from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram, but I can't even begin to tell you all right now what my oh. <laughs> you know why? Because I've been sitting at home since March and hadn't gotten on any of those. Oh, so you are go good at then. Yeah, I have I have totally unplugged from social media right. this summer. That's good. That's that's, that's actually that's a yeah, form of self care. That's a very good form of self care. Um, learning when to unplug. So. Have- I have some people, though, I think that you would love to maybe have on future shows, so I will email that information to you. Okay, perfect. That we love. Okay, good. So thank you again for mm-hmm. joining us. You have so a welcome. great show. You all take care. Thank you. You're, you're, you're there. Let it go. Helping us reframe grief conversations. 
click subscribe and leave your glowing iTunes review. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram at goodgrief underscore girl. Join our Facebook group, Good Grief Girl, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Good Grief Girl. Then join us here next week for more girl talk that heals. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.